0: On today's episode of Created,
1: um, Eric's kind of leading it. He's got a GoPro and he's got the baby um, by the leg and he's sort of th- thrashing it <laughs> through the water. Prosthetic baby, not a real baby. Prosthetic yeah, baby, <laughs> prosthetic, <laughs> that's prosthetic that's baby. So but it's really hard to to not uh, see that it's uh, or not to feel that it's because it looks baby. like it's a it human does. child. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sitting on a diving board um, with sure, my shirt off, sure. the <laughs> kicking the yes, water, fluttering, straight
2: leg, flutter kicking. <laughs> yeah.
1: <Yes. laughs>
0: Welcome to Created, the Advertising and Design Club of Canada podcast that uncovers how great work is not just about creativity, it's about actually getting it created. The music and recording studio care of Grace and Music, and I'm Loranda Martin-Evans, founder of Fellow Human Creative. Today, we're talking about directing and production, and the process of bringing ideas to life on film. Please welcome Mark Ziebert, Director at Scout's Honour, and Executive Producers Rita Popolat and Simon Draglin. Mark, Rita, and Simon, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Thanks.
0: It is a full house. (laughs) We've never had a foursome, but here we are. Sweet. I'm excited to talk about production and directing, and this is our 40th episode.
2: Congratulations. So four people for 40.
0: It feels right. Done. feels right that the four of us should be together to celebrate the 40th episode and the end of season three. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking about... Some really, really fantastic work. Um, The stuff you shot and created for the ROM, for Sick Kids, and some other beautiful uh, work that you guys have helped bring to life. So I thought maybe we could start with some of the most recent work. So for example, the the ROM, I think would be a really, really great place to start because I heard that process was, it was like they came to you with a script. Is that right? You were working with Broken Heart Love Affair and it was one of their first... not one of their first big pieces, but it was a big piece this year, for sure.
2: Yeah, it kind of goes back a little further than that. It it was with Broken Heart Love Affair, as well as Lori Davison from...
0: Yes, and we had her on the show, and so she told us her perspective from the client side of how she was able to sort of bring that Sick Kids work and the ROM work to life.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what we did with Sick Kids was there was just some great synergy and energy with, um, you know, client agency and uh, and production, so uh, they kind of... Brought us in early, I think, at the developmental stage of the ROM campaign, and we helped them pitch a couple ideas, and they didn't really go down, I guess. Right, the, the first one. There was
1: one. a couple iterations for sure. There was, um, you know, you did the the heavy metal approach out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, there was one version that uh, <laughs>
2: consisted of a death metal track. Yes, uh, which uh, kind of fell by the wayside. Um, and uh and then they came up with this this script this this manifesto kind of style script um and their initial idea um I think there were some budget concerns there were, there were just a lot of kind of moving parts, yep, um, so when it came to the visual approach, I think their first you know idea was let's have this baby kind of talking to camera, and it kind of started there, and then we went away and thought about it, and kind of we thought no I, the script was so powerful, we just thought it needed. Um, It needed more than one simple visual plus, you know, the script read about two to three minutes and we just felt we just need, we want to see more, you know, Um, we need to experience more with this powerful kind of dialogue. So we came up with this idea of kind of this underwater womb of humanity, I guess, um, is what we started calling it. And we just kind of blew up visuals to kind of go with the with the uh, dialogue.
0: So by the way, that's Mark speaking, because I just realized no one can actually see your <laughs> faces. So that's Mark. And then Simon, you want know, to say hello so people can hello. hear? That's Simon. Yeah. When you hear that. And that's, that's Rita me. over here. Hello. Who loves the sound of her own voice and is mm-hmm. super pumped about being on the podcast.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just going to say mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: through the whole show. You know? um, so hang on, let's back up a second, Mark. So you have an amazing relationship with the creatives and, and uniquely with the client in this case, with Lori. Totally. So they came to you. Like, were you helping pitch ideas clearly from the beginning, like this heavy metal thing, which I'm kind of curious what it
2: was. No, that kind (laughs) of came from them as well. I mean, like Carlos would just call me and be like, okay, we're thinking this or we're thinking that. And be like, okay, cool. And we'd just kind of like jam on some ideas. Um, And then I think he actually said heavy metal. And uh, and we're like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And we kind of came up with this idea about really – actually no I gotta back up for a second they came to me with the word immortal that was the oh. first thing and right away we were like oh my god that's so mm-hmm. simple powerful yeah. for, for that brand
0: and that's what it was like that word and that's
2: was- what it yeah so yeah, I mean that was they came they came with, the, with, that, uh, with that line and then he said you know and I'm thinking heavy metal and I'm like okay cool so we just went back and we thought about you know what the visuals could be and I think our first approach was pretty dark maybe a little too dark yeah sort of Uh, the history of violence sort of the history of violence kind of thing yeah because we just kind of love the idea of the the juxtaposition of the word immortal but seeing a lot of death and destruction yeah Uh, but yeah maybe a little too intense um
0: so so did you pitch like a whole did you make like a rip video did you go back with the agency we
2: did to Lori, and
0: you're like this murder video is gonna be (laughs) kind of
2: yeah okay um and uh i think yeah, that kind of felt, What kind of went dark for, for a while, for about a year maybe. And I think they were in more development after that. And then that's when they came back with this script of uh, the unborn kind of child or fetus kind of it. communicating So when it went camera. dark for you, year, were
0: like, well, this is dead, I guess, like off to do other things? Or were you still in constant conversation with the agency the whole
2: time? Every once in a while, there'd be a check-in, yeah, I guess. A couple of, every couple of months,
1: we'd just have a, yeah, a little debrief and... And see where it was at. I think it was monetary, a lot of it, and yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of back and forth, and and then, but basically, I mean, until we're on the plane or on the ground, I mean, jobs aren't happening. That's we're kind of that's the way we grow up, you know. So we don't really stress about it until you're actually there, and you know, you're always waiting.
0: You know what? I have I have so many questions about. I don't want to lose the the rom thread, but can you just briefly talk about how it works from the production side? Like, what is it with this? Three bid thing, and, and then you have to put a treatment together. And is that still how you work? And what is the process? I think a lot of people don't know. Rita, I'm going to make you talk.
3: How does um, it work? It, it does work that way. It's still, you know, we do wor- work and live in that world. But oftentimes with Mark, uh, it can be a unique process you know like rom was like that where they knew they wanted to bring him in i assume early on uh and develop that script with him and his brain and have him thinking about it so
0: yeah you were really part of the creative team in that case
2: which is unique it is and very fortunate and lucky to have you know creative partners like you know the guys at broken heart um james and craig now over there as well we just did a project with them um and just there's just no ego involved, and you know we all just get in a room and talk. And I'll have ideas for creative, and when we're on set, they have ideas for shots and direction, and we just, again, we just kind of work it all out together.
0: Which is an amazing mm-hmm. relationship to have. But it's but amazing. usually or previously or how, it's not it's not usually like that, right, Rita? Would you say uh,
3: this? this? No, this no, is no. It's
0: like a, usually you get, you know, whether it's Mark or some of the other yeah. talented directors yeah. at Scouts scripts come in
3: exactly and then what's the process it's the traditional process you know we tend to look at it and decide our roster is quite small to see who's appropriate we'll chat with them and if they want to go for it you know it is there is a traditional sort of pitch back three director scenario um and we're fine but not all projects lend itself to that you know if it's underfunded or they often come to us with an idea and a director in mind and that's great too And then we all sit and collectively figure out how we're going to tackle it. You know, we're quite involved in that process.
0: Do you think the pitch back process is outdated?
2: Hmm.
3: I don't know. I think that there's something about it that um, is nice because it's bringing ideas to the table. It's forcing, you know, directors to wrap their head around the creative and the project and how to execute. Yeah. So... I think it's important, that treatment process. Yeah.
0: Okay, Um, so you're you're pro-multi-pitch.
3: I think it's useful for us. I think, you know, we love to see how it evolves and ends up in the end. And it helps us through bidding and, you know, prep and to have that creative document, you know, or creative package, whatever it ends up being. But, um, no, I think it's important. I think, unless there's another way we develop that, you know, creatives can see what directors bring to the table. And, right. Yeah. And I think if it's done fairly and properly, it's a good process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. For us, I think it's, uh, you know, triple bid or single bid. We, we treat anyway. You know, we do treatments yeah. regardless. That's right. Everyone does the treatment just because, you know, we do need that creative time to really dig in and, you know, and hone your vision. Yeah. Um,
0: Mm-hmm. And what about when things die? Like, the, it's not even <laughs> that you didn't win the bid. To, to your point, like, you p- pitched this original Immortal concept, Mark, and then it just went away for you. Isn't it hard to manage time and projects? And how do you how do you navigate all that, Simon?
1: Um, you know, uh, this is where we're going to have to edit the... Um, the <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm curious. It's really, frustrating, I'm, for sure. It must yeah. be frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, how do you... It,
0: it, like, half the job must be pitching these ideas that totally so you know it could be budget or the thing just goes away or
1: we're so used to it now i think uh you know it's not really it's not that challenging to kind of bend our heads around ideas it's like mark said it's not really alive until you're you're on a plane or you know or the money's hit the account or something so we just work you know and we we prep and organize and and uh and yeah, just just get the ideas, um, give them a solid foundation, and put our uh, best foot forward, and and we can't control the rest of it. So. Yeah, you're just mm-hmm. yeah, you're there to do good work, and yeah.
2: And the pitch process is cool, um, like Rita said, as long as it's fair, you know. And I I would say if an agency has a director they want to work with, go for it, you know. And if you need a dummy bid or something like that, sure, we'll hook you up or a dummy treatment. I think when we get frustrated is when you kind of know the job's not yours. And there's this like kind of play along kind of thing. And you already know who's getting the job, but of course, you're still going to work, work hard to, uh, to try and secure it. But um, for, and and I think that's what I like about the process we have with, with broken heart and, you know, working with Lori and all of them, it's like, they come to me, it's like, I'm all in and we're going to figure out this kind of job together. So I can really dive into the treatment process and, help kind of figure out the idea versus I guess sometimes when it's a three bid thing and you're kind of not sure. Sometimes it can be a little hard to go deep. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. for
0: sure. And it's, a and and some of the, most treatments are a ton of
2: work. 40 to a hundred pages, you know, it's unpaid.
0: Right. It's generally yeah. like the treatment process is like, you know, you're p- same with pitching, right? For a piece of business the
2: same on, thing, on the ad.
0: Yeah. yeah it's like it's ton kind of work. So I, I let's go back to the ROM because it is such a cool process. And I think there's something really special to be said for how you worked with that agency and that client to continue to build that relationship and do really, really cool stuff. So they you went back a year later. Immortal was still the word. Yep, I was still alive. And Carlos came to you with sort of this manifesto of beautiful words, but there were no visuals. Where um, did he know about the womb thing?
2: They wanted, basically it was Carlos and Denise and as Denise, well, yep. of course, and Todd. Um, they all have to get credit there for sure. <laughs> I believe uh, Denise a uh, Main script writer. Main yep. script writer for sure. Um, so yeah, they came with this script and the visual concept was this, um, I guess, fetus talking to camera. Oh, right. So, and then I've actually had this underwater kind of these underwater tableaus in my kind of like brain for years i've actually pitched it i think to nike back in the day yeah and i saved that idea i didn't get that job um and uh
0: it's so fun when those ideas because i have also a folder of like things that died and yeah. you're like finally <laughs> oh totally
2: yes. so it was actually a it was a it was a con- phone conversation uh conference call when they presented the or a zoom i guess when they presented the uh the script and right away my like brain was firing like oh i know what we should do and um i just started showing some reference literally just let me share my screen i pulled up a couple images and then they were keen and then they're like okay run with this and then we went back and the way we kind of work is you know we set up the boardroom um and we just start printing out images like the classic war room kind of thing so we all kind of jammed out the so who's um, we
0: like you and rita and simon me
2: rita and simon and then you know even sometimes you know we'll bring in other directors on the roster like we all collaborate oh really uh, yeah big time um that's so
0: interesting i think
2: that's also just side note big part of the culture at scouts is all the directors kind of um you know pick each other's brains and uh you know talking about scripts ideas treatments edits all that kind of stuff oh that's amazing yeah.
0: that's that's such a cool collaboration.
2: So anyway, we went back and pitched this idea, and they were keen. And
0: Like you brought them into your warming, and you're like, see all this underwater stuff?
2: I think that's so. That's
1: it's going to be the wound. We might have. Yeah, I mean, that's when cool. it finally landed, we were in Cape Town already, um, and we... To prep the job,
0: or on a different job?
1: Uh, we were on other projects. Oh, that's right. Um, we, we'd been there for a little bit, and uh, and luckily we had some gaps between projects, so we were able to to dig in at the production office and... Yep. Really create a war room, mm-hmm. uh, for a really extended war room and kitchen sink to all the ideas. There was a million things up on the board. Like what just, died?
0: Give me an idea of something that didn't go.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking about um, Amelia Earhart was in there. There was lots of planes. There's a variety. Of, I don't know. There's a million things. Oh, worked. it was more like
0: things within the scene. Mm-hmm. You you knew you wanted it to be underwater and then you had a v- bunch of different visual.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. Ways of bringing
0: those words to life. Exactly. Oh, okay. That's cool. But
2: it was an evolution. um you know, ideas were coming and going, like right up until the shoot day. Really, pretty much. Isn't
1: that one of the creative scary? challenges? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> creative challenge with ROM is you've got you've got your all your regular um, things that you need to incorporate, and then you need to incorporate you know different viewpoints. You need to you know non Western ideas. You need to vet ideas with other people. You need you know indigenous. Um, concepts within the script need to be vetted, and you know, so you've got, um, yeah, you just needed to really talk it through and, and incorporate it, make sure it had a, a world, a global view, and not a very singular, you know, North mm-hmm. American perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was unusual with this one. Um, yeah.
0: But certainly, you need to prep the job. <laughs> like, so you shot it in South Africa. Shot mm-hmm. in South Africa. Yep. Yeah. So,
2: so we were there for four months, basically, so four months, so we were there on Holy on month. an initial project, right, yeah, and Maybe then, time. um we knew we wanted to shoot roM, i guess April or April, or so. Mm-hmm. and so we're like, well, let's just stay, yeah, and we did, and um, we landed a few other jobs um while there, so that kind of kept us busy, um, but it really allowed us to you know spend you know three months. Focusing, you know, prepping and producing the, the ROM job. Um,
0: but the, So when did the agency come in to join you? They weren't there for
2: that
1: no, long? No, probably no. it was... A uh, couple weeks? Yeah. Two weeks? Okay, <laughs> so more traditionally. traditionally they, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Traditional.
0: So I, I'm so curious on the technical side of how you shot and brought to life all this this underwater womb. So you had a vision. You had, you had your vision board from Nike. Yeah. I hope they saw the spot, by the way, and were mad that they didn't buy no, it 10 years probably. ago. <laughs> Well, it's everywhere. It's it's a global, beautiful piece of creative. But but how did you technically? How'd you do it?
2: So um, I'm I'm a cinematographer, and I work. Uh, I'm actually a co-cinematographer with a guy named Eric Kaskins. Um, so he was also there for for the four months with us. And it's funny if I go back, like at the beginning of my shooting career, um, I shot this job, um, terrible job for a car client. Um, But it was, uh, we had to do this snow globe, kind of Christmas commercial, really terrible. Um, But uh, (laughs) I remember we were shooting with a phantom camera, high speed, and there was confetti falling, and it inherently kind of looked underwater already. And I remember a grip or a a gaffer, someone kind of bumped into a stand and he waved one of the gels and it created this underwater caustic effect. And instantly, it just kind of read underwater. So I remembered that mistake, if if you will, yeah. and, you know, worked it out with uh, Eric, my uh, co-cinematographer. And um, yeah, we just, it was actually quite simple. And I think that's what's kind of great and powerful about it. Even in camera on the day, you know, we weren't in a green screen studio. We had We were in a big, dark, cavernous black space with sand and rocks all over the floor with um you know caustic light effects and slow motion and atmosphere in the air it already looked underwater, so you
0: were not underwater.
2: there was nothing no. underwater the entire that's cr-
0: i I honestly thought you shot it underwater. It looks like
2: no it's insane I know an
0: underwater world.
1: The baby took a little bit of a swim uh, the,
2: yeah, baby the baby took a swim did. i think yeah. we had we had a small what? tank set that was like a two meter by one meter tank, and the rest was in in studio and of course there was some You know, we had to paint out some lighting and some rigging. Um, Wade um, from Alter Ego added bubbles and Uh, add more caustics. And he was, uh, you know, he was actually not just colorist. He was VFX artist as well on this project. Wow. And then we worked with another company in Cape Town called Motif. um, And those guys like murdered themselves. Like, you know, they still had a lot of work to do with bubbles and and things like that. And CG airplanes and Roto and all that kind of kind of stuff but it was for the most part um quite a simple shooting process i'm when shocked it i'm shocked that that's not underwater that's so
0: wild. wait did you have wind machines and stuff how'd you create that massive,
2: massive wind floaty. machines yeah wind machines high-speed photography um atmosphere in the air and like when we were shooting it was just mayhem like mm-hmm. there were guys running around with fans and leaf blowers. Everyone's hair is blowing the fans were so loud you couldn't hear anything just it was absolute <laughs> mayhem so one
1: of the dustiest sets you could possibly
2: oh my gosh yeah. it was yeah I bet because you
0: know, there's because you said there's sand and rocks isn't that all just like blowing everywhere yes. and yeah.
2: it was mayhem there'd be like you know 20 seconds of absolute mayhem and then it would go quiet we'd watch playback and it would be this most beautiful poetic <laughs> image you know it's the the juxtaposition of what it looked like in reality to what the film looked like was you know polar opposites.
0: So when Mark comes to you, Simon, Rita, and says, "I want to do like all all your most of your stuff, is so cinematic and cool and innovative," and, and he's like, "I got to do this whole womb thing underwater," are you like, "Okay,
3: now you have to figure out how to do it. How does it work?" Yeah, there's a little when bit he, of that. when your I directors mean, have
0: visions. Like, how do you help facilitate? Yeah, it's and it's a conversation
3: it? for sure. I think we sit, we talk. You know, Eric's a big part of that in terms of execution and. You know, our production partners, in this case, in South Africa and riggers and stunt people and, you know, um, the people that made the baby, whose name escaped me at the moment. But, Cosmesis. Yeah. yeah. Clinton. From like Cosmesis. you just um, research and figure it out. But the nice thing is that we're all doing it together. It's not like we live in our own little bubble. It's constant back and forth and communication. and
2: Plus, you guys have a huge production background. Like, yeah. you're not typical EPs where... No. These guys no, are producers no. we first. We love
3: to get our hands dirty, that's for sure. So it's exciting, actually, when you're presented with something that's different and outside of the box that you've never done before because you have to figure out how to do it. It's its pretty exciting.
0: I would actually love to talk about the three of you and how you came up to where you are and your path. So, Rita, you, were n- you weren't originally an agency side producer?
3: No, I was a line producer. I came up through production. Okay. Um, and I had done, um, you know, sort of all the roles until I'm producer. And then I did a head of production stint for a little bit at a production company and then back to freelance and was just freelancing when I met um, Simon and Mark. So um, Simon and I had worked together a little bit. um, And we had started a small service company together just from clients that we had that were coming up to shoot small projects. So we were working quite closely together. And, um, you know, we had also worked with Mark separately but um there was a, a job in particular I think that solidified uh, our relationship and when we really got to know each other and then um you know I know Mark had some thoughts. I' probably let him speak to that <laughs> um at that time, but it just it was like almost like the stars aligned and we came together at just the right moment, I guess.
0: but did you know like so you start you said you started as a line producer Yeah mm-hmm. out of film school?
3: No, no no, no my background isn't film at all it's. I had a double major in psychology and biology coming out of university. And I was just floating around a little bit and didn't really know what to do. So then I got... It feels like you should
0: go into medicine with a double major biology It had come
3: up. Yeah, for sure. And your parents were like,
0: yay, she's going to be a doctor. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, I'm getting people coffee on set. That's how you get in, right?
3: Well, exactly. My first position was receptionist at Apple Box. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, that. I remember. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I, on a whim, I applied for that job and was hired. So, um, so you were, you were you were getting coffee for people. <clears> yeah. I was, yeah. yeah, I was doing a lot of things for you a just lot knew of different you, people.
0: You just had a feeling you film was for you, or you are like, I don't know I really what I did with my I, life. So. Yeah, I just <laughs> that kind of. Fun. I
3: fell into it and um, just worked really hard at it. I think and realized I think that I was good you know I'm good at it I'm gonna keep doing this and I was working my way up it was working out so I just kept with it and it's great it's really about what I realized it's like project management it's relationships it's working with great people Um, if you can control those things then I think you're doing okay yeah,
0: and what about you, Simon? Did you go to film school?
1: I just want to say about Rita. Oh yeah, one, <laughs> yeah. one of the smartest, hardest working people I've no. ever met. Double but, uh, double major. Also, she wasn't going to talk, Aww. and now we're doing a full Rita bio. Yeah, it's too no, much. I like it. <laughs> we should <laughs> go <laughs> further good. back in time and, <laughs> yes. uh, and start T- <laughs> <us about your laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk to us about your what hospital? Only child.
0: Talk to us about your I was your born world, at Michael Guerin. goth.
1: I used to be a goth. Yeah, yeah. You know, similar thing. Just I did go to I did go to film school. You did? No, I did. I did. Yes, I did. Visual art. And then I went to film Where'd school you go? Concordia. Concordia. Yeah, made, so you're living uh, the Montreal dream. I made experimental films, and uh, <laughs> you know, then I show up in Toronto, and none of the gear that I saw on set was had any correlation with what I'd done <laughs> in school. So I, I virtually Wait, why? Because, because, well, you're working on a with a Bolex, and you're scratching film and messing around, and then you show up, and you know, all oh, the cameras are are way above your uh, 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 of anything I'd ever seen or touched. So I really had. I felt like zero experience. What would you um, like bring your student,
0: your film, and you're like trying you're to PA, show your film? Uh, yeah. Oh, you got a job as a PA. Yes, I okay. did. Yeah, yeah. A Get friend a of mine, uh,
1: uh, Jeff McDougal, and I went to school together at Concordia, and then he uh, he was here coordinating. And I thought I was just doing a quick stopover, and I was still making visual art. And like you
0: were going to be a filmmaker? Is that you? Well, doing? I was going to
1: either be an artist or a filmmaker. I wasn't sure which, or some combination thereof. And um, yeah, just sort of again. Uh, I made visual art for quite a while and peed in the side, and then I was like, "Oh shit, I, I better uh, make money." Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't be a tourist in this in this business. I better make money. So I, you know, stumbled my way up the ladder. Do you
0: remember where you first started?
1: Um, or like,
0: what were the some of the stuff you were doing? Treehouse
1: North was uh, was a production company that was doing a lot of big service, and that's what Jeff McDougal and Michael Haldane and a bunch of guys. Uh, they're both out west now, but, um, yeah, I just did a ton of ton of service work, and uh, that was kind of how I learned, and I was a busy production manager for years and years. On and commercial work? Were you doing yeah, features? Yeah, Okay. Com- so com- you were in the commercial the
0: world right away. You sold out right away from your Instantly, art. Your, yeah. your no, I never... did <laughs> <before laughs> <your> art days.
3: <laughs> I
1: didn't have an opportunity to sell out anywhere else, so, you know, I was not <laughs> ambitious enough to try long form. Um, so, basically, was always handed a job, which is how I... Uh, um, Always had a good work ethic, but never really tried to do anything um, too outside of my uh, my wheelhouse. Um, anyway, luckily, Rita and I met, and we did our our, um, our little service company, and we just happened to be well positioned. And we knew Mark was, you know, the most the most talented guy we'd ever met. And uh, oh, please! And just is well, this is a love fest, and I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that was hyperbole. Most, ta- <laughs> yeah. most talented guy I've ever met sounds a little. <laughs> extraordinary but i meant in this uh, in this world but uh, anyway lovely guy as well and we just hit it off we did a job in chile together and we were you know all working out together and and, um, and then
0: you're like let's start a company
1: kind of yeah, i think basically. within a year or so we were wow. we were starting to have some some serious conversations about the three it. of you right you guys yeah. are all
0: <laughs> co-owners of, of scouts honor yep. are, yeah <laughs> that's very cool it
1: scared the shit out of us because yeah. we we weren't repping directors and it wasn't really on our agenda but um you know, you meet a Mark Siebert and things change pretty quickly.
0: Oh man, this is okay. So then, Mark, so over to you. So, did you film school?
2: Uh, photo school. Um, I didn't get into film school. My uh, high really, school yeah, I didn't get in. Get out of here. Yeah, I applied to a few of them.
0: You know, you hear those stories of like, uh, Bill Gates didn't whatever got kicked out of his universe, whatever the stories is with these yeah. like fantastic Michael famous Michael Jordan.
1: Michael Jordan uh, got cut from his grade nine.
0: Yes, yeah. you hear these stories, right? And yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. But that is your story. I didn't were... get into Humber. how how did you not get in
2: uh I don't know I guess my grades weren't great in high school um they're like you can be
0: a photographer not a filmmaker
2: no photo and that's the thing though I I don't think photo was this like distant second you know it's just like okay I'll apply to film school and photo school and see what happens I think film school was definitely my preference but I've said it before in hindsight photo school was amazing um I just feel like you learn to focus on like a single story, a single frame. Um, and you also kind of touch every department. You have to produce the still, you have to direct the talent, you have to light it. Um, so it's kind of like this, I don't know, um, finite approach to one single image versus this. I I feel like film for me anyway, might've been overwhelming. Oh, sound and editing and and all this and that where I really just got to focus to tell one simple story. So then, so that's one side of it that I I really like. And then when I transitioned out of school into becoming a commercial photographer, um, you know, same thing, you become, you know, you have to get your own work and, you know, so you're kind of repping yourself, you're producing your jobs. So you kind of of build this like skill set that I think on a smaller scale that then has translated hugely when I transitioned over to, to film because I, I kind of understand what producers do. I understand what the grips do. I understand what the lighting guys do, um, even in my timing was kind of perfect because Photoshop was relatively new when I graduated from, from school. So the whole post thing was a massive advantage for me because I was kind of competing against some of the more established guys in the photo world. And then again, when I came to film, Um, you know, going into a transfer suite or VFX house, it's basically Photoshop, but moving. So it all translated perfectly. So long story short, in hindsight, I'm so glad I went to photo school and didn't get into film school.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And who, like, how do you make the transition from film? So
2: Steven Jurisic um, was the guy who, uh, who hooked me up. I'd been working on a, um, stills campaign with John Street for Arrow shirts and, uh, I was doing my own Photoshop and Stephen was just, you know, stoked on, he was creative director, obviously an owner, but he was like, he was always keen. So he would come in and do these like Photoshop sessions and come sit over my shoulder and hang out in my shitty studio while I'm Photoshopping. And you're sitting there, you know, back in the day waiting half an hour for the file to save. So you're chit chatting. And I think even this story came up, oh, I, you know, I wanted to go to film school, but didn't get in. And Stephen was literally like, Hey, this would be a cool film campaign. Why don't we see if we can, do a spot with this and then i'd met um jen sykes from steam yeah. i think a year before because there was some party for a print thing i did and steam did the tv and she was like hey if you ever want to think about directing come talk to me so i went and talked to jen and i uh, met dan ford um there and then they produced it and, and then i became a director all of a sudden
0: that's amazing like yeah, just, just from that that one conversation with yeah. steven yeah it was wild and you've and ever since You've been in film,
2: yeah, 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 pretty much, and it was, it was a slow kind of build for me, for sure. Um, but I think in hindsight, I appreciate that too. I had so I had stills, kind of keeping me busy, while I transitioned and kind of got busier in stills or in in motion because it would literally be like one or two commercials a year if I was lucky, and that was for the first five years. Oh you my know? god, that's yeah. so.
0: That must be very hard. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> so, was there a specific campaign that sort of launched you into a different? Into a different space, or was it just a culmination of proving yourself, proving yourself, proving yourself? I
2: think, yeah, culmination, I'd say. Maybe Sick Kids was a, was a game changer yeah. for me.
0: So let's talk about Sick Kids, actually. Sure. Because that was such a beautiful piece of work and changed, changed a lot of people's lives and the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> changed a lot of things for the hospital. Yeah, amazing. Didn't they raise a billion dollars? I
2: think it's two good grief was that's, it one or two it's just, a I can't billion remember. oh a billion it's yeah, yeah. so much, much, much
0: it's just such a big number yeah. that it's, it, it's, wild. it's 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 i can't even really compute it so how did that process work because were you already that was with cassette those, um, those guys yeah. were at cassette that was
2: james and craig and carlos was the cd so had you and worked with,
0: had you worked with those guys on other campaigns how, how did, was talk to me about that process
2: yeah i don't know i uh, was
0: it the same? They came to you with words and
2: no, no. They definitely had a more flushed out idea. Um, I think their brief was was pretty cool. It's like you know, Sick Kids is a performance brand. You know, don't think of the hospital like your traditional kind of hospital. Like Sick Kids is like a performance brand, like the way Nike or Adidas is a performance brand. So I think that's why my name kind of came up because i had been doing a lot of sports and and things like that. Um, but they basically wanted to. Yeah, shift obviously shift the category on its head, kind of thing, and do something that was more sports, performance slash music video kind of vibes. And um, so they they brought a script that had a lot of those cool visuals, and um, it kind of went into development with them as well. And you know, I, I think we used a lot of the vignettes or a lot of the scenes they wrote, but I think what I brought to the table was like kind of developed a bit of a story arc and kind of made sense of it i guess mm-hmm. as a story versus just like flashy visuals Yep. so we just kind of worked through it that way and it was, there was a lot of back and forth and then yeah we executed the job and yeah that was it the rest is history yeah, I mean, so it was
0: another collaborative definitely like you you guys built that together where did you shoot that was that south africa as well no
2: that was here oh, it was here yeah yeah
0: right because yeah. all, uh, all the kids all the kids
2: so that was shot that was a seven day shoot i think um and we shot couple of days in studio, a bunch of days in the hospital. Um, oh, sorry, just to back up a second. So I'd already worked at Sick Kids with JWT when they had the account. Yep. And we did a campaign called Better Tomorrows. Mm-hmm. And I spent about two months in hospital, Oof. just with families and it was like docu-style. So I think not only the kind of sports, I guess, experience I had, but I think it was my experience with the hospital and the patients and things were another reason why. They kind of approached me for the their campaign.
0: Two very different styles of film. <clears throat> totally. The docu, the intimacy, the two months shooting in the hospital. And then you talked about sports and like <laughs> all the other stuff yeah. you've done. It, do you feel like you have a niche or do you feel like you're interested in many different styles of film?
2: Different styles. I think my niche would be I like to choose the aesthetic or storytelling style based on the message. Yeah. If that makes sense. Or yeah. the story we're trying to tell.
0: Yeah. And how does it work? Like, you guys have done beautiful work with, you know, Sick Kids the ROM. How do you bring to life stuff that might be more um, client-driven or, you know, you know, when you get the car brief or the sports brief, how do you work? Do you work differently with agencies now that you're sort of so established and, you know, you, you bring so much? that You like to collaborate or do you find? I do,
2: yeah. I I, I think our approach now is we just kind of, pitch what we want to do and if it's right for them great and if it's not right that's also fine because i think we're better off just all getting involved and working on a job if we're aligned and and i'd say back in the day you know when you're coming up you're often like second guessing and oh but will they want this will they want that whereas now i guess just with more experience and more campaigns behind us there's just a the confidence where this is what i'd like to do and yeah if that works that's that's excellent
0: and that but. goes back to saying, Rita, that you like the pitch process, mm-hmm. right? Because you get to yeah. bring what you think is right to the table mm-hmm. instead of what you think they want to the table.
2: Yeah, exactly. You've been
1: breaking it down more, I think, and, and making it more uh, just conversational and collaborative and less formal yeah. overall and, and just a comfortable situation, you know? So you just talk through the creative. And, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. We're, we're very much against like this formal, like, here's a, my presentation. how right, you know, right. It's like, yeah. oh my God. But, <laughs> Just the thought of that makes me freak out. So
0: then how do you do it? Do you you go in and meet with people?
2: No, like it's still, you know, um, you know, calls or Zooms. Right.
0: especially now. Like mm-hmm. But I'm not COVID.
2: but I won't go through and, you know, or not that I won't, but I'll often not go through and just present it like a formal presentation. It's very much just more conversational. Yep. Um, you know, taking them through some ideas and, and just kind of going back and forth. And again, yeah, making it collaborative mm-hmm. versus like so when they say pitch what we want if they like it cool, it's it's not, I guess, that cut and dry. It's more like pitching what I think is right and making it a conversation and seeing if it's right for them and collaborating back and forth on that.
0: Yeah, because again, you know, we're making it's advertising. There's marketing. There's a there's you know, such so as like art for art's sake coming out of Concordia, making your art films. Like there's a there's a <laughs> there's an actual goal that you have to hit. You know, versus just that like you must have an eye and 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 a brain for balancing the art and how you're going to connect with the consumer and how you're going to bring this product to life and also you know what i mean like delivering the the marketing side as well as the creative side
2: yeah i guess so i don't really break it down but i yeah. guess it just kind of happens yeah
0: because yeah. if we were just like all artists we'd all be you know making these art films and doing it right but you you bring mm. you bring like real brands big brands to life and you work on big big brands like you you talked about some of the sport automotive
2: Yeah, i don't do yeah i did a couple car things back mm. in the day used yeah, to do haven't Done any recently yeah, yeah. like what
0: know. what, what, what are, what's the kind of stuff you're working on now
2: like late lately, big rent, like IKEA was mm-hmm. the redone. We, we did some, yeah. some nice work with thing. Yeah. yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that's, that stuff was cool. We did some Scotia Bank mm-hmm. as well. Because um, yeah. you're not niche. Mm-hmm.
0: You're not just like the guy who does what you know sports or whatever. You're doing yeah, human I, stories and and yeah. IKEA but uh, and again, banks. I've
2: been you know fortunate to work with guys that come to me for you know what I like to do or to help them kind of like you know problem solve or brainstorm yeah. a campaign, which is again amazing.
0: And what's the, you guys had kind of mentioned uh, how Scouts Honor works. It sounds like there's a collective there of voices that you guys can lean on each other as directors for creativity. So is that is that normal? Is that how usually it works? Mm-hmm. Or is that something unique to Scouts? Not
3: sure. I mean, you know, for us, quite a few of our directors are local and come to the office to to work or, you know, ideate or do the things they need to do. So oftentimes if they're, there we can bounce ideas off of them they're just interested you know we're friends so yeah. um and it's the same i think you know mark has a relationship with most if not all of our other directors to call and collaborate or you know what's happening at the office everyone just knows what everyone else is doing i think it's kind of a nice little family um
2: yeah, it's a small oh, shot yeah
0: yeah why did you name it scouts honor who came up with that
2: uh, my wife actually <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah. she did yeah
0: is it because you were in scouts
2: um i don't know we we're just jamming on some ideas i wasn't scouts but i don't think that had anything to do with it, it had um, good
1: visual potential right? mm-hmm. it was, uh, was one aspect of it and we all agreed it was well it definitely evokes we like some good stuff brand right brand. yeah mm-hmm. it does for sure yeah good visual like,
2: and we are kind of like nerdy scouts yeah <laughs>
0: and like honest and yeah. collaborative and family and yeah and like they i could i could feel a lot of the like the name evokes something that I feel like you guys are bringing to the table.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, cool. like
0: good people doing great stuff. Yeah. And what about um, had you guys ever owned a company before? You guys kind of like Simon and Rita. You had the thing.
1: We did. It we was had the thing. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't much, uh, much to it, really. It didn't. You know, it was it was kind of a skeleton operation. We were.
0: But you had started a business. i you started yes. a business before Mark.
2: I had my photo the studio.
0: Oh, so you owned that? Yeah. Okay, so you were you were people <clears> who are <throat> familiar with business
1: and bringing business together. But
0: still, the to three of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's degree. hard to come and start Ish. a business.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it had challenges out of the gate for sure. But, uh, yeah, we figured it out as we went, you know, we, and we were all, um, yeah, just mutual respect and, and um, you know, we're not, uh, none of us are greedy people. We just wanted, you know, it was all about ideas and creating yeah, you know, creating the best work. And- it's yeah. not like we
2: came in with like a business. There was no business plan. There was no. There was no plan at all. It was like, right. hey, let's go buy that building and then let's make some cool commercials. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <That simple. laughs> how long has it been now?
1: That was. I thought we weren't going to expose our secrets. No, I wonder how long this goes on. We had no ideas, <laughs> and no yeah. plans. Like
2: basically. Yeah,
3: uh, four years, I guess. Yeah. So we opened in 2018. Kind
0: of 18. Okay, mm-hmm. so you were well established before the world shut down.
2: I wouldn't say well. I wouldn't
3: say well, but we were established. <laughs> we, yeah. had <laughs> we had a building. We <laughs> had a building that was ideas. built for
2: normal production. So we have
1: this so space empty. with all these like, <laughs> empty chairs. We had was one that... year of work under our belts, I guess, pre-pandemic. Right? Yeah.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So was it? What happened when the world shut down? Were you, weren't you like, oh my god? Our, our... We were
2: fortunate. We were. We were
3: really lucky. I
2: way.
0: think
3: there were obviously the three months. I think everyone just was went dark, right? Yeah. Like no one did anything. But then, you know agencies started to reach little things started to pop up um and work started to sort of you could see some stuff happening and that's where we the bit
2: thing kind of started sort of yeah off, yeah you're right where mm-hmm. it was almost like clients and agencies just didn't want to mess fuck around. around and yeah. They yeah. Just say, okay job's yours let's just figure this out and so there were a few of those during that time <clears> that that that's were, right that were great kruger yeah. was one of them with broken heart
3: well that was kind of the first job Sort of back during the pandemic
2: yeah, it pandemic a it was commercial after... people sneezing and blowing their nose mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah all over each other yeah
0: <laughs> was that how was that process was it was it that's the one where they just came to you and said let's do it yeah because you had done sick kids right sick kids With some and... of those similar people yeah
2: i think there was yeah for sure yeah it was yeah um Broken that was earth. yeah first job first job back yeah shot in vancouver mm-hmm. and uh yeah, people sneezing all over each other and <laughs> A lot of masks. Yeah, that's a, a big, one. that's a Goggles. big corporate
0: package good brand, yeah. mm-hmm. and to do that kind of work takes a lot of f- faith and belief from the client side.
2: Yeah, the, um, the They side. were great. The client, like Susan. Yeah, she was um, great. You know, um, kind of fearless, and you know that's a big ship to steer to yeah. change course. Yeah, you know that that kind of conservative brand, and even just being in some of the the calls, you know she she had a mm-hmm. she had a you know she had a lot of people to convince and she did you know and it worked out great
0: yeah that and that what a piece to come back with yeah after it's really fun after all the downtime so what what gets you guys excited like what's the next what's the next chapter for scouts like do you like exploring some of the new digital worlds are you thinking feature film are you thinking you might want to it seems like you're always evolving right you've done sort of photography and you're going into film now you've started you've got this company that's been up on its feet i could
1: probably grab that one because we've already exposed the fact that we have (laughs) <laughs> no ideas and no plans <laughs> yeah. the exciting part is I guess is just having you know it's open ended we don't know what's next really to be honest um, it does feel like we're we're making a little bit more um, some longer format pieces you know yeah. uh, Ron was six minutes plus and we've done a few others it that really are... six
0: minutes plus yeah. it's yeah, funny it doesn't feel like that minutes, yeah. like yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's it's a beautiful it, wow six minutes yeah it's a lot of wind and rocks and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> But sorry, you were saying, you yeah. were saying. No, I think that was it. Long, I had no idea, no plan.
1: And um yeah, well, uh, long format's uh, an interest to everybody for sure. Um, but, you know, we're just, again, we're just positioned, I think, to to jump on projects that, uh, that work for our collaborative group. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: How many directors are at Scouts now?
1: There's six. Yeah. How did you
0: convince them to come over? You're just like, it's going to be fun, guys. <laughs> Well. There's no convincing. <laughs> no, no?
2: No? Really. no, we're we don't really chase, you know, that's kind of also been part of our kind of approach is if, if a director's interested in us then, you know, we get approached and we'll you know. But we're we're not chasing directors.
0: So the then the net learning from this episode is don't have a plan. Don't just have a plan. do it.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just it feels right. If it feels right,
1: yeah, if it if feels you're, right do it. If, if it you're feels right, do it. Okay. Too rigid in your ideas, you'll succeed very well in, in one particular direction. And uh, so we're just a little more broadly open. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, how we like to end the show is the story you tell at a dinner party to your friends who aren't in advertising. To be like, and this is how weird our business is. Do you guys either individually or collectively have a have a good dinner party story?
2: Thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I there's we were, this video. Yeah. That exists that you can't unsee okay
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) you can't all right okay
2: so we're in south africa staying at our airbnb all three of you all three of us plus Eric. Eric, okay and um also our chaperone who's now a good friend of ours adam Mm -hmm. uh was with us he would just basically hang out with us while we were there and um we were shooting some tests tests with this prosthetic baby um that was very lifelike
1: very lifelike
2: like crazy
1: okay um eric's kind of leading it and he's got a gopro and he's got the baby um by the leg and he's sort of th- thrashing it <laughs> through the water prosthetic baby not really prosthetic baby prosthetic, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> prosthetic <laughs> baby but it's really hard to to not uh, see that it's uh, or not to feel that it's because it looks baby. like it's <laughs> a it human child I mean, yeah <laughs> i'm sitting on a diving board um with my sure, shirt off sure kicking the yes, water <laughs> straight
2: leg flutter kicking
1: <laughs> yeah is yes. um, doing yes. a really good flutter kick adam's Rita's, got the adam's like a, a lid to a board. container or something yeah. oh yeah, yeah. container
0: yeah. oh you're doing the flutter kick f- in service of this yeah yeah you're yeah, uh, adjud- just water. Water. doing calisthenics no no just
3: what i had in my head no, okay go, go on yeah. what
0: were you doing i'm filming oh yeah Rita's yeah filming.
3: i i was filming it yeah and, and uh, laughing hysterically, yes, it, it looked like a horror show. <laughs> if you were watching from any other vantage point, it you would think that thing. three men were in a pool drowning yeah. a baby. Like it was very. So you were
0: flutter kicking. Wait, what were you doing, Mark?
2: In the
1: pool, laughing. Like, yeah, like do it. Okay, you guys are losing. Decontextualized. Everyone should probably be going to jail. But yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. It was yeah.
3: No, it was the up and down in the water. The baby also weighed a lot. It was weird, and it would sink. Like you'd put it in, and it would sink right down. So you would have to, like, you know, whip it back up. And yeah. you're trying to find the video, aren't you? <laughs> oh. Okay, so just so everybody,
0: you can't visually see this unless you got Oh my God! So you guys are at some fancy hotel pool, and there's this. Giant, <laughs> oh my God! It really looks like <laughs> a baby. Do you guys ever? Is this the video you show at dinner parties?
2: Yeah, we've shown it.
0: Everyone's. Li- Oh,
1: we you really have, we are shirtless
0: that. too. <laughs> that is a good flutter kick. Yeah. I got to give it to you.
1: Flutter kick's good. Uh, shirtlessness. <laughs> be the best
2: part. We have a deal. We can show, but you can't share. No.
1: C-
0: show, but can't share. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, listeners, you'll have to just visualize this beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful scene come to life. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for being on our 40th episode. Thank, thank you for having for us. And for wrapping up season three.
2: Thanks so Appreciate much. Again, congratulations. I can't, I can't wait it's to see what sides. you guys do next. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Mark, Rita, and Simon, thank you so much for being with us today on our 40th episode. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to the ADCC podcast that shows it's not just about creativity. It's about actually getting it created. The Advertising and Design Club of Canada is a nonprofit organization dedicated to encouraging excellence in Canadian advertising and design. Follow us on Instagram at the ADCC or email us anytime, it at
1: theadcc.ca.